Welcome, Welcome to another Welcome to Pottercast, the official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. You hear that, uh? The Leaky Cauldron. And now, Leaky's own, Melissa and Ellie. Hello, Potter Plimpies. Welcome to Pottercast number 30. I'm Melissa, and we're really excited to be getting to this number. And no, Andrew, not only because it means that MuggleCast and Pottercast now put out the same number show every week. No, we're, we're not excited about that. No. Anyway, we have a lot of fun this week. We have some special guests who sort of crash the party. You'll hear them in the background, and I won't say anything more, except that some of you will be so excited to hear some of these people that it might not be actually right. But anyway, enjoy it, and we hope those of you who aren't excited to hear it don't mind too much. Uh, Sue Upton's birthday is this week, and so she went over into the Modcast because she could, and went and talked about... Now take a guess. I'm going to pause so that you can take a guess. That's right. Hufflepuff. So that's what our Modcast segment is about this week. We also have the end of an interview with Stuart Craig, the production designer of the Harry Potter films. Now, if you have been a Pottercast fan since the beginning, you know that we have been presenting this interview for quite some time in pieces. And this is going to be the fourth show in which this interview has appeared. It's probably the last. So say goodbye to him for now. But Extendable Ears is always developing, and we have some, some, some fun segments coming soon. We hope. Fingers crossed. These things are always... A little bit tricky to get together. Anyway, we have another fun mailbag for you. We have another fun news segment and probably the longest outtake we've, we've ever presented. So we hope you enjoy the show and we'll see you soon. Listening to the news? Again? As if a normal boy cares what's on the news. Hello, everyone. Here's the latest from the world of Harry Potter for the second week of March. With spring right around the corner now, author J.K. Rowling has done a bit of spring cleaning and redecorating on her website, revealing five new hidden eggs or bits of special pieces of information or background about the Harry Potter novels. For those of you who have never been to J.K.Rowling.com before, you will find a wonderful website full of many fun and magical things to explore. And after you've maneuvered around the website using some porkies, of course, you will find that there's some special hidden puzzles that, once you solve them, will reveal some nice background information about the books. These latest five new eggs reveal such fun things as the names of some of the other Hogwarts professors, as well as you will find some original handwritten pages of the books. There's even Joe's new hand-drawn master outline of the entire Harry Potter of the Order of the Phoenix book, which just goes to show the amount of detail and how carefully these books are laid out and prepared in advance. If it all gets to be too frustrating looking for these eggs, you can find the answers on how to solve these puzzles on our website, or you can check out our partner, The Lexicon, where Lexicon Bell has written out some tips to help you solve these mysteries. Joe's website is quite a bit of fun, so do be sure to go over and give it a look and enjoy. One other bit of book-related news now. Forbes magazine has once again released their annual list of the world's billionaires and ranked Joe at 746. But the thing of note is that the article claimed to quote sources from inside the rolling camp, which said Book 7 will be out in 2007. Everyone, this is still very much a rumor and has not yet been confirmed. Anything is possible, and most importantly, Joe has not yet said when the book is coming out. The only thing that she has said, of course, is that she's currently writing it, and it's getting a bit longer than she planned. When she does announce when the book will be out, we will have it for you all on leakingnews.com, of course. 
Turning to film news now, the Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire DVD was released here in North America last week, and according to WB, it sold an astonishing 5 million copies the first day it was out, which is a new franchise record. Wow. And of news, the Harry Potter film was given a special honorary award at the Empire Film Awards held recently in London, England. Potter film actors such as Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, Emma Watson, and Jason Isaacs, along with film producer David Heyman, were among those attending this event. We have multiple photos up now from these awards, and you can click on leakingnews.com to see all of these photos. Many of these same actors recently signed a special edition copy of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire book, which is now being auctioned on eBay with proceeds benefiting the Literacy Trust in the UK. The Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire DVD will be out for fans in the UK next week on March 20th. Well, for the latest in Harry Potter news, you can find it all at leakynews.com, which is updated daily. For the Leaky Cauldron, this is Sue Upton, and now on with the show. It's Pottercast number 30. 30. Woo-hoo! Hooray! Yay! From 30. Hey. And I heard it's somebody's 30th birthday. Someone's 30th birthday? <laughs> 30th birthday. 30th, we're gonna yes, adopt, baby! We're going to adopt that. I like that. That's awesome. Could her name be Susie? No, it's Helga Hufflepuff's birthday. We're 30. I'm 30, baby. Oh, you're Helga's birthday. I think someone should sing you happy birthday. Who should that be? Maybe a mystery guest. A mis- okay, let's do the mystery guest. We'll tell everybody who it is later. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Helga. Happy birthday to you. British mystery guest. Or wow. not. When did he get the accent? I don't know. Thank Maybe you. he's been he's been over to the yuck too much these days. Yuck. No, no, stop. Stop. It's too no, early. No, you're giving yourself you're giving away, yourself mystery away. guest. We can't have that. <laughs> Anyway, it's that was awesome, man. Oh, it's Sue's birthday, and I have no idea what's going on. Uh, I'm Melissa. It's Melissa. I'm Melissa. We Yay. haven't introduced ourselves yet. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we forgot. <laughs> New listeners, you hate us. Yeah. They've already turned it off. Yeah. No. It's no. All, it's all good. Okay. Okay. Who else is here? I'm John. Yay. With a bunch of crazies. A bunch this of week. people. <laughs> oh, God. A bunch of crazies from Notre Dame. I think it's their spring break or something this week. John, explain what's going right. on because. Please. Well, we, I don't know. Well, and, and in our one show. of my uh, crazier moments, I thought it would be a good idea to invite Emerson and his gang down here, including little bro Dylan and best friends. Hey. Well, wait, wait, wait. Not quite on. girlfriends. Hang on. For all those people who don't know that little site that he's from, it's from a little muggle something. I don't know. They, they People don't know it. You have it. to. You can't just say Emerson. People don't have to. You have to tell where he's from. Oh, but he's legendary. Yeah. They know where oh he's yeah, from. he's he's legendary. Emerson of MuggleNet, Dylan <laughs> Sparks of MuggleNet, and Aaron of Emerson. <laughs> <laughs> She's John. You have a laugh and track. I know. Isn't that great? I should put that in every week. <laughs> I love it. He has a studio audience this week. Oh, yeah. Good it's Ms. MuggleNet, Aaron, with two N's. Two N's, Aaron, and good old Sarah, best friends of Mr. Sparks. My little sister, Anna Noe. Say hi, Anna. And big big dad over here, Mr. Noe, grilling Yay. hot dogs. 
Mr. Noe's there. Oh, yeah. The, oh, my God. I'm nervous now. All these people and, are listening to oh, us. Good. And Chester, chocolate lab Chester, who doesn't bark. So you'll just pretend oh. that he's here. Chester. Chester, say hi. Chester's running away. <laughs> so you're in the middle of a barbecue for spring In the middle break. of a barbecue on the Atlantic. Awesome. I think it's the Atlantic. I hate you. What, what's the one that's I don't know Florida? what ocean it is. Is that the right? Gulf. Yeah. No, it's the Atlantic. Are you closer to the Gulf side or the Atlantic side? We're on the ocean side, so. Okay. Atlantic. The ocean. There you go. Yeah. That body of water. Big old blue thing. Okay. You're not out on a boat, right, though? You're on land. No, that would be crazy, though, today. if we were on a boat. Hey, John, do me a favor. What's that? Why don't you thank all these people for joining us for the recording of the best Pottercast 30 ever? Oh, snap. No. Don't even. Got to find a new way to get it in there each week. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't beat me that time. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> That's when people get beaten. Too much insanity. That's when you I might thought, say I thought you were going to ask me to lose my tone. <laughs> we, and we, need, we need a sparts to do that. Yeah. Dylan, give me Dylan. Give, give me a... Give me a all, right, all, right, all right. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Lose the tone. <laughs> yeah, was that is. Dylan? That was Dylan. <laughs> hey, Dylan! Yay! Oh, man. The Mugglecast boys are going to hate us for this. Oh, we'll get... They'll come down here eventually. Oh, man, yeah. let's have a leaky, leaky podcast beach party cast. That would be awesome, man. Oh, let's do it. We're going to have a beach podcast? That yeah, would be crazy. let's do it. In about four years when I've worked out enough to wear a bathing suit in public. Oh, that's okay, man. I don't show my thighs in public either, but it'll be great. <laughs> it'll be so much fun. Vegas, water quidditch, babies. Water quidditch. <laughs> hey, guys. So anyway, it's, what's going on in Potter I, this know, week? I don't know. Sue, you're going to have to let me know. What, fill us oh, in man. with the news, Sue. Well, um, I think there was a little thing that came out that people might have gone and bought something called the Goblet of Fire DVD. Oh, a DVD. Oh, none yeah. of us have that. We ought to record a commentary for that. That might be a good idea. Yeah. Huh. What do you think? That would be a good idea. That's like a great idea. For those of you who don't know, we, rec- we did record a commentary. It's the first um, fan DVD commentary. These, these commentaries have been popular with the... Buffy the Vampire, not Buffy the Vampire, Serenity fandoms mm-hmm. um, and some other fandoms where basically Warner Brothers wouldn't give us a podcast, uh, um, a podcast, a commentary of the movie like we all wanted. So we decided, well, oh yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. And I yeah. cannot believe the response. I can't even believe it. It's been great. You guys seem yeah. to be enjoying it. It was awesome. We had so much fun. I had fun. I did too. Yeah. Good stuff. Tremendous. Yeah. So it it's sort of like Mystery Science Theater, more than a, an official DVD commentary thing. Yeah. You ever seen Mystery Science Theater? <laughs> I think I've seen seen a few episodes. It's like these three Muppets sitting in front of a screen. <laughs> you see only see is their shadows, and they make the stupidest sarcastic comments throughout the entire um, film, yeah. and it's really popular. Yeah, it's good stuff. It was. So good you can stuff. download that on the feed. If you're a subscriber, well, you've got it. Yes. But yeah, that was a pretty good DVD, though, I think. I like the additional scenes and all that. Anybody here watch the DVD yet? I haven't watched all the special stuff yet, no. I did. I did. Oh, we. I think a couple of us fell victim to the accidentally buying the widescreen, missing the additional features. Oh, yes. No oh. way. Oh, no that's way. so horrible. You know, I've been Warner hearing Brothers. about this, but I didn't realize that the widescreen edition was one disc. Yep. Yes. So is the full <laughs> screen. You have to buy the deluxe to get the additional feature disc. That sucks. It does. Awful? It really stinks. WB, hear me oh, us now. Boo! 
Jeez. <laughs> it's brilliant <laughs> as far as making money, but man, that sucks. Mm, I think that no, just, was... just inspires resentment. Come on, treat the it fans does. a little better than that. You know what they want. Yeah. Hey, do, do you guys want burgers or hot dogs? I want a burger. We're, we're grilling them up. Although I don't normally eat meat, but I don't uh, eat burgers or hot dogs. It's it's only so. it's only eighty degrees over here today. You know, I you keep saying these yeah, things. One, I'm gonna one. punch you when I see you. <laughs> it's only eighty degrees down here. Are you in New York? Are you in Detroit? Where it's freezing. Uh, yeah. Plus, though I did spend the week in a very warm climate. I I this past week I was down in Paris Island in South Carolina, at, at Marine Boot Camp. Oh my what? gosh. You didn't join the Marines. No. Yes. Sure, guys. I'm shipping out next week. Oh, my God, no. No. Sergeant Anelic reporting for duty. You know, I do work. There's this thing I do called work. You and it has nothing to do with Harry Potter. Oh, my gosh. Believe it or not. I, I won't believe it. Really? And I went down to... to watch boot camp firsthand and watch what these what these kids go through we can talk about this at the end it's it's not on harry potter but whoo oh, it was wow. very interesting awesome. i think harry should go to boot camp <laughs> i think i think harry would need a boot camp to get caught up in one book oh here we you go know, yep. do you think that there's a death eater boot camp though you think maybe there is a death eater boot camp that old i don't old, know old can you picture snore? voldemort holding boot camp for death Eater? yes <laughs> Be, do you think he yes, would actually be the one to do it, or would it no, be like the other no. death theaters would run? He'd it? have the drill instructors called, called drill instructors, and he would have he would have his death Lucius. screaming in people's faces. Yeah, <laughs> he's a natural man. Okay, let's practice our crucio all together now. No, 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 one, that's two, not three. how it goes. That's not how it goes in boot camp. In boot camp, it goes the crucio and the pizza roll. You know, that's exactly how boot camp would be. I said, hold your one straight. <laughs> <laughs> that's what boot camp would be. Boot camp sounds scary. I can totally see Voldemort running it. <laughs> oh, God, I can't. Oh, oh, man. I want that in fan art. I want Death Eater boot camp. Okay, Death oh, Eater yes. fan art is the listener challenge this week. Oh, God. Oh, my God. The listener God, fan awesome. art challenge. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Woo-hoo. Hilarious, hilarious. Okay, but you know what? You know what? They should have a, a light side boot camp, like, you know, like That's what Wizard I was Marines. They should have, because yeah. that's how we defend... The U.S., the same thing happens in the U.K., in the U.K. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually, awesome. that's sort of like Dumbledore's Army. It sort of was a nice little boot camp for those people. Like the Aurors well, and yeah, all that? I mean, that's, pra- yeah, mm. practicing in the in the little room there, but I don't know. I just think Voldemort's little camp would be, you know, a little different. This would be out crazy. With a little tent, little bonfires going. This would be more violent. <laughs> Roasting weenies, yeah. Okay, what other news yeah, is there? Yeah, this is the news segment after all. <laughs> okay, let's talk about serious news. There was really pretty big news, which is that Joe... Updated her website. Oh yes. Yes, we got five new little little eggs, little porkies, all galore out there, and we got some new information. That was a welcome distraction to play around with online. It was. It was. It was really cool. It was lots of fun. It's been a while since she's. So, what are some of the new the new tidbits? Well, I don't want to spoil too much, but we did get a list of teachers' names, which is really pretty. Pretty uh, cool. Yeah. Good stuff. We found out the name. Yeah, it was. It was cool that the. um, I think it's. Uh, oh, I know. The astronomy um, name? Sinistra. Was, it was Septima, Sinistra. right? Yeah. No, it was Aurora Sinistra. Aurora. Which I thought yeah, was one, brilliant. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. One of them was Bathsheba Babbling. I'm not sure what <laughs> what subject she's teaching, but I thought that was funny. And then um, um, Vector was Septima Vector. Oh. Oh, that's right. Sept- that she's one. The, that's fun. Yeah, like a section, whatever that is in math terms. Um, <laughs> but did you see what Draco's original name was, though? 
There was another one that had like a, 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 a handwritten draft and well, had Draco's original name. Brace yourself, but it's Spongin. Draco <laughs> Spongin. <laughs> nice. I don't know. Oh. It doesn't quite have that same evil and its sinister name that Malfoy does, but I don't know. Spongin. 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 Hey, Spongin. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff it, Spongin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know what's really cool, though? She, on her radio, she one of her clues, we got to, like, um, you get to those bottles. For those who are playing, haven't checked out yet, you can do something with those bottles. But you get a clue by listening to her radio. And there's this dude named... Tilden Toots that does like herbology <laughs> lesson on there. Which is, so it's, it's, it's awesome. Joe's first podcast, in other words. Yes. Oh my God. Joe should do Joe's podcast. podcast. Uh, that would be cool. Speaking of. That would be awesome. Speaking of official podcasts, oh, we did. We lost a Harry Shining Potter podcast Star in this the podcast week. World. Yeah, I know. We did. What the was official that? Harry Potter podcast. The official no Warner more. Brothers project had a three episode run. I have to confess something, guys. I haven't I listened to any of it. I've heard good things. I mean, I'm sure um, it's good, but it's all on the DVD. So uh, yeah, I'm it's thinking to myself, what am I listening uh, to this for? It was just, you know, they released clips ahead of time of the DVD. They released all this other stuff. This was just one avenue to release those things, I think. Yeah, smart for know, people who it, aren't as into the fan world and don't know about this stuff the way people listen yeah. to this. Do. But it was so... Just Did they get any like iTunes playing. placement at all ever on the front page? Yeah, they were always up in the top 20. I think they still are up in the top 25. Yeah. Of iTunes and there's there's um they're in new and notable this week on iTunes. Oh. Just like last week That's we were cool. in, we were in new and notable and canceled. Yeah. New and notable and and done. <laughs> well, uh, they say to, to end on a high. They they knew when to leave. Yep, they did. <laughs> they they ended it on a on a big note. Good for them. Yeah, good stuff. So the oh, DVD I, has sold so far five million copies in the first yeah. couple days, right? That's insanity. Yeah, so that's amazing. Yeah, that's it's crazy. first day. I mean, that's that's that's. I think it was the highest of the DVD sellers for the franchise. Yeah, which is absolutely. Amazing. And it brought forward a couple of secrets, right? It brought forward something interesting yes. about the movie. Yes, yeah, it I did. don't know how we missed that. <laughs> I don't know, John, but that was there, apparently I, there is a screen grab from the DVD that shows that there were house elves at the Quidditch World Cup. Oh my gosh! And not just regular house elves, but house elves on like camels or it's, llamas or something, man. I, you know they just, can't they can't commit to the effect to show it, but they I don't know how much money must they have had to spend unless it was like a I muppet or something. I've been trying to think about it. Were they could, they they were kind of blurry? They could have been puppets. Yeah. No. But that's that's a that's a fun little. That was nice. Edition. I'm not used to seeing those nice little Easter eggs like that. That's well, cool. yeah, but if they went to that trouble, they, you know, Winky and Dobby, man, could it have taken just, you know, you need to save your, your wheezy, sir. Just one line, man. Yeah. I would have been happy. The funny thing was is that I totally remember when I watched the, the film for the first time, going to that scene and thinking, man, there's so much to look at here. I'm going to have to look at this yeah. scene frame by frame. <laughs> yeah. I never did end up doing that, and apparently somebody else beat me to it, and they found yeah, themselves. Well, whoever whoever was on set and said, "Hey, let's stick an house, a house elf in here," yeah. that is the person they should be asking about Thumbs the milky-eyed eyeballs. That's the Absolutely. person they should be asking about. <laughs> I everything. That person knows his Potter. Get him involved in doing more. I know. Yeah. I know, I know. That person has oh, my man. job. Huh? I'll take that internship. <laughs> well, but you, yeah. Oh. You should okay. Do it. You I'll be that guy. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Anyway. Fan consultant. Mm-hmm. John, you got any tiki music? Any got like some steel drums or some music going? You need oh, to... What do I have? No, but I do have some hot dogs coming off the grill. Mm. Oh. oh, 
I don't eat those because there's they're mystery meat in those things. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty gross. <laughs> actually, sorry. Okay. I don't eat no, hot dogs, fine. but but I will yeah. take a bar drink, a boat drink. You got any of that? Because it's my birthday, boys and girls. Birthday, Sue's. Pina coladas yeah. for everyone. Good okay. stuff. What's the Hufflepuff drink? Uh, well. Something with an umbrella. <laughs> no, we don't drink sissy drinks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure, Sue. Our house, our house person isn't Flitwick, baby. It's Sprout. I bet she drinks. I think she drinks Boilermakers, man. You can just see her doing a shot in a beer. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> Sprout can drink everybody under the table. <laughs> nice. Probably so. Yeah. So does does yeah. the crew over at Noe Land have anything to say? Yeah, let's over in Noe Land, I don't know. Not not much about about the news here. Um, Did they go off to eat already, though? I think they might have. Yeah, I think they might have gotten to the hot dogs and hamburgers. Well, we can check back with them later on the show after we move on with a little fan interview, modcast, all that good stuff. Cool. All that good stuff. Maybe we can get their opinion on some of the voicemails. Oh, that'd cool. be awesome. Okay. Oh, good, because there's one that we're answering this week that might benefit from someone down there's opinion. Okay. Sounds good. Good deal. All righty. Let's mosey on out of here, then. Rock on. John's going to hula on out of here. Yeah, hula. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll left, right, left on out of here. Nice. She's going to do the conga line out of here. I guess that's the end. <laughs> I love her. So I love you. <laughs> I love you. Okay, let's go. All right. In the fan corner, a one-on-one interview with a new lucky fan each week. Not me, not Hermione, you. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the fan interview. This is Doris Herman. Helping me in the fan interview is Jason, our guru of sloth. And we have the good fortune today of interviewing Kalisma, or Kel is what we're going to call her. Hi, Kel. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Good. Hey, Jason. I think it's, what is it, Kelasma, right? Like like asthma. Kelasma. Kelasma. So where did you get that name? Well, Kel is my name. Okay. And AZ is where I live. And M-A, it's a ma. That's what I am. I'm a mom. Very cool. And tell me about your your idea with the Horcruxes. I, I found that was kind of interesting. I actually liked my idea. I liked it. <laughs> That's surprising. <laughs> Thought I was just going to have to write it into fan fiction. Um, well, no, my idea behind most of it was that each of the Death Eaters, the, the ones that Voldemort thought were most worthy, were given the assignment to you know, hide his horcruxes. And, you know, and meaning that Regulus, who is R.E.B., right? Was that established, or are we still guessing? We're, I think we're, we're guessing, but guessing? we're comfortable with our, <laughs> we're comfortable in our guess. There you go. Comfortable in the guess, something like that. Well, I think when he was told to go put um, Slytherin's locket into the, into the basin, you know, in the cave that he had told, you know, he, he had been told by Voldemort to go ahead and this is where you need to hide it and this is what you need to do. Watch out for and the he inferior. went. <laughs> watch out for the little dead guys. And he, I mean, I don't think he had to go through any of the the fighting or True. the, you know, how he drank the potion or he didn't have to do any of that because he was the one who was supposed to put the locket there in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know that kills a lot of the theories that, you know, Dobby went with him or that a uh, huh. creature went with him or that some random house elf I've not was, heard that. You know, thrown into there. Oh, God, I've heard everything. 
but <laughs> I think he was supposed to put it there, just the same as I think Bellatrix was supposed to keep the diary safe, and you know, and then Lucius decided to toss it in a, in a little girl's cauldron. Yeah, use it Not for his plan. own stupid games. Yeah. <laughs> Not a good plan. While Bell well, is he, in prison. I'm, I'm guessing he was told that 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 diary could, you know, bring back the Dark Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think at that point, too, he was so... Um, he probably thought that the Dark Lord would maybe not even come back, but he just wanted to get Harry. Or maybe even get Dumbledore. Do you think that, that uh, Regulus knew it was a Horcrux, or why would he, I think why would he, he put in the out. wrong one? Okay. I think, I think he worked it out. I think he was smart enough to... Come on. Sirius was his brother. How dumb can yeah. he be? Um, dumb enough to be a Death Eater. Well, that's relative to, to his upbringing. Mm-hmm. But obviously he wasn't a tried and true Death Eater or he wouldn't have, you know, ran off. Yeah, yeah and left a nasty note. And left a neener, neener, neener type note in the locket. <laughs> I know. He's like asking to get killed. Where do you post your fan fiction? Oh, God, it's not done. <laughs> They're on, uh, I think, on fanfiction.net, okay. I think. But I don't. I haven't updated in a couple months. I hit a part where I don't know where I know where I want to get to, and I have you know the the setting up to that, but it's the break in between how to get from where yeah. I am to where I need to be, how to put that in there. I'm writing and deleting and writing and deleting and writing. And deleting. <laughs> Are you committed to writing in order, or have you tried writing the other scenes, or is that just scene well? I have I have outlines of other scenes. Right. But not, I haven't written the full things because I hate to go have to go back and fix something that I already wrote. Yeah. To yeah. make it match what I wrote later. So tell me, you um, I know you're an administrator at a another forum. Um. Yeah, I'm an administrator on the MuggleCast fan forums. Cool. MuggleCastFan.net. Somebody's supposed to be doing the liver <laughs> die segment right now. By the way. <clears throat> Jason hint. Yeah. Yeah. I guess <clears throat> nudge. Right. So <clears throat> since since I didn't get to do it myself. Don't forget. I get to yeah. Learn one. Yeah. Because I'm not very good at it. Right. We learned that. So <laughs> is that all the introduction it needs? That's all the introduction. Everyone knows needs. by yeah. now live or die, so Hermione. She lives. Lives. Okay. Snape. Depends with Snape. <laughs> yeah. Depends on which side he's really on. Um, but okay, I think so he'll die anyway. Hagrid. He's dead. Really? Yep. No, you can't. Oh, wait, I think I killed yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> and I really got upset about that. You can't kill Hagrid. Oh, well, I'm not going to kill him, but well, he's going to die. Yeah, that's the thing. Okay, yeah, you're right. That is the thing. <laughs> and I just I just broke my own rule. I said I killed him. Like, it's not killing. I just... Anyway. He was never alive. All right. Lupin. He's dead. Oh! Wow, okay. We're seeing a bloodbath here. Really? Arthur... <laughs> Arthur Weasley. He lives. Yay. 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 Weasleys Molly? don't die. None of no them? No Weasleys will die? None of them. Okay. Mm. So we can skip Molly, the twins, and Ginny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything to say about any of them? Nope. They live. They live. Happily happy, happy. After. Just like that. Nope. Lucius. He's dead. Excellent. He's, he's going to be killed by his own Death Eaters or something. Yeah. That seems possible. Yeah, that's poetic justice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it looks so poetic, but it'll probably be Justice. Mm-hmm. Bellatrix? Oh, she's going to live, and then she's going to go to Azkaban and go incredibly insane for the rest of her life. Whoa. And she'll deserve okay. it. Like St. Mungo's Draco. style. Oops. 
Same Mungo style? That's right. Yeah. Draco. It's hard with Draco because in one way I just want him just to totally bite it. And in the other way I want to realize I want him to realize he's wrong yeah. and then die. Mm. Oh, you mean like become so he, the good guy and then die? I mean he couldn't that's he, right. he's not gonna become Couldn't a good he be guy. like the Byronic hero who's a bad but turns good in the end? Well no, not that he turns good, but he actually realizes Yeah. Like okay. right before like the end, like dude. I was so wrong, and I so suck, and then right. he dies. That would be nice. Genetically efficient Malfoy's. <laughs> if he's gonna die, I hope that <laughs> I hope he has that experience first. That's right. I mean, I mean, nothing's worse than dying, except knowing you were wrong and then dying. Um, <laughs> that would, that like, would be great. <laughs> okay, Kel. This is a downer of a show. Hey. <laughs> well, Pettigrew. He's dead. Yeah. McGonagall? She's dead. Really? Oh. This is going to be like a big war then. Yeah, right. Really or are these is. like lots of little fights? Or is it one all out battle? Um, it's going to be, well, it's what it's going to do. It's going to have to build up to the point where Harry's angry enough to go kill people. Yeah. So just picking them off one by one. Yeah, I Neville. mean, in the last book, all Oops. the random people died out of nowhere. Like people you don't really know, but you kind of know. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and so it kind of upsets you, but it wasn't, like, close enough to home to, you know... Yeah. You're like, wait, who was that again? Like, yeah. <laughs> McGonagall. That was the guy standing in the back when they showed up at his house? Oh, okay. Yeah, that one guy that with the hat. <laughs> um, you said Neville? Yeah, Neville. He's going to live. All right. Luna. <laughs> Luna's going to live. Okay. Voldemort? Dead. Super dead. Dead. Seems simple enough. And Harry? He lives. All right. That's it for live or die. Well, um, Kel, thank you for playing with us today. (laughs) Last minute. Woo! Yay, woo! And and, uh, Jason, it's always an experience. Yes. Indeed. Guys, thanks for listening to the fan interview today, which is different and uh, fun. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. And now, straight from the Leaky Lounge, this week's Modcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Modcast. This is Jason, a.k.a. the Guru of Sloth. With me today is... Laurie Damarau, otherwise known as Asphodel Wormwood. Nick Ryan, otherwise known as Nick TLC on the Lounge. And who's that Hufflepuff over there? <laughs> Who is that? It's Helga oh. Hufflepuff! Yay! Huff, Yay. Huff, Hufflepuff! Hufflepuff! Wait a minute, no. that's not Helga Hufflepuff. It's She's been dead for like a thousand years. Dang, well, I feel that old. It's me. It's just Sue. Sorry. <laughs> You're not that old. Oh. <laughs> oh, honey, I feel like it today, but no, I'm not. Helga's great, 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 great granddaughter. That's right. It is. I'm the American Hufflepuff heir. That's it. <laughs> Forget that Susan Bones bit, honey, or the Smiths. It's me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> heir of Hufflepuff. Color Hepzibah. Wow, how scary. Hey, baby. <laughs> I got a powerful cup somewhere hidden. Voldemort's going to try and find me, but he can't get it. Hufflepuffs are just, they just owned. Slytherins don't even Ow. get me started. You know what? We got Here the I was feeling the love for you because, you know, that's the Hufflepuff way to feel the love. And it was your birthday, honey, and I was going to be nice. But you know what? On your snake business. You what, know? what, 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 yeah. what? I don't What's- care. My birthday was like Slytherin Adoration Day or (laughs) Me Adoration Day. It's Lori Day. Hey, you know, we are here because, well, I kind of forced my way into this. (laughs) But we're celebrating birthdays, right, Jason? Yeah. 
Why not? Yeah. We just uh, had Doris's birthday a couple of days ago, and then yes. Lori's, and yeah. now we get a, a day off <laughs> to the <laughs> podcast. And tomorrow is Sue Hufflepuff's birthday. So. Woohoo! Yeah. Hey, so going fun. mad. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, try and try and let just. Pretend that the squeers are not causing too much there, trouble. There may be occasional spamming tomorrow, <laughs> if I had to guess. <laughs> Just use the squee like, smiley when you post, and that's your like that's rubber right. stamp too. Do you guys? Do you guys have a cool Slytherin smiley? I think there's we, like we a don't do one. stupid things like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Smiley doesn't sound very Slytherin, does it? Do you guys not <laughs> no. have any fun at all in your house at all? Um, we like mm. killing things. Oh, charming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and no, that's about it. <laughs> oh yeah, making you know, people cry, uh, um, things like that. That's fun. You know that you know that's really funny because there's that 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 makes me think. You know those four the four founders and and they're so different. You say about this with the Slytherins like this, but what I mean, do you guys ever think about the four founders? I mean, how did they get to be like friends or meet? Well, it said like, in the books that they were like the brightest. Well, to use a serious phrase, the brightest witches and wizards of their age. Maybe they were just kind of leaders like Dumbledore and just kind of um, wanted to share it. Yeah, yeah. And it was an interesting, I mean, this was over a thousand years ago, so a much different kind of time. Yeah, it's hard to imagine their mindsets um, that far ago. And like, at the moment, it's people like, oh, yeah, you know, get people to learn. It's a great thing. Would they have had that back then? They taught Mm -hmm. girls as well as boys. So the Wizarding Society was very, very different to um, what we know of Muggle Society back then. Yeah, I wonder if it was almost something of like self-preservation. It's partly why they would want to form... Yeah, and so that nothing dangerous happened. Because were they being persecuted by muggles at that time? There was something about that. Yeah, it was just, it was starting up, and that's why they'd gone into hiding. So I think, yeah, self-preservation is probably a really good thing. You know, they don't want any untoward outbursts of magic. They want everyone to be trained, and they want them to be trained well to, you know, protect themselves. Because, I mean, even today in the wizarding world, I mean, the majority of the ministry's departments are focused on hiding from muggles and saving themselves from muggles. So I think that's probably it. Yeah, I mean, that's just so interesting that the four of them came together, these four different people and Mm -hmm. and and they made this this fantastic place this hogwarts you know and i just thought it was really cool that they went together to be teachers i thought that was really really neat but i don't understand what it happened this is my my most fascinating this is what i hope joe actually writes about maybe in what happened to drive them apart yeah yeah because it wasn't necessarily all of them it was gryffindor and slytherin which kind of makes you think that they were like the forefront you know they were more prominent than um and rowena Probably for a lot of reasons. I mean, one, they were the two men, and especially at that time, um, they probably would have been perhaps seen more as the leaders. I don't know. And if we go on personalities, you know, as like house characteristics, you know, Hufflepuffs, you know, they're quite content just to totter along. Ravenclaw's just like reading, whereas Gryffindors have to go out there and fight and save people, and Slytherins like to, I don't know. The two of them would surely, the personalities that would be most likely to come into conflict with other people. Although it says, actually, in one of the Sorting Hat songs that could there be greater friends anywhere than Gryffindor and Slytherin other than maybe Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw. So it sounds like they actually, at least the founders, were like really good friends at one point. It's kind of weird for how conflicting their personalities were. Well, yeah. I mean, it's probably one of those things where, well, first of all, they probably just admired each other for, you know, their wisdom and their magical ability and maybe their leadership qualities, whatever. It may have been one of those things where... at first, they were seeing the benefit of having someone who is different and kind of, you know, meshing together and, and covering a lot of ground. But then when things, we don't know, maybe, you know, maybe they were feeling the pressure from defending themselves against the muggles or, or who knows what. But perhaps uh, 
tough times made them start to clash over their differences more and how they were going to deal with things. Well, you know, this is what's interesting. We're talking about the Muggles. Do you think that maybe all... Do you think that Slither's, Salazar Slytherin was a pure blood? It's weird to think about. Like, at because some I point, think of Tom Riddle, you know? Yeah. Like, how far back do you go? Because yeah. unless there have always been wizards, like, at some point, some wizard wasn't pure blood, right? And, yeah. and all the might come from from muggles if you go back far enough but yeah they might have had like some generation rule i think it, i think it's in spain and um they had it something like you had to be 10 generations of a certain blood type to call uh-huh. yourself a true spaniard but i would wow. definitely think that Salazar i could be making that up would have at least had like wizard parents and probably come from a wizard family. Yeah. yeah otherwise it would be too hypocritical i think yeah i mean you could say well yes the dark lord you know he's hypocritical but not really because in this day and age the argument I've got Slazar Slytherin's blood in me. Yeah. has a lot of weight. It kind of overs- overpowers the hypocrisy. And also yeah. his talent does as well. It's really interesting. But, you know, I just don't understand, though. I mean, but what caused him to have such vehemency against the Muggles that he started this terrible legacy, you know? Right. Well, it was an irrational hatred. And normally irrational things happen because of maybe he had a really bad experience or something. I, you know, I would, maybe, I maybe it that. could be something... S- you know, obviously he started hating muggles and mm. as a result, result, started hating muggle-borns. So, I mean, he could have lost a family member um, in an incident with muggles. Obviously not being burned, but it, it could be anything. You know, it doesn't have to be something just like, oh, I decided I'm going to wake up right. one day and hate muggles. He could have, like, been a victim of, like, muggle um, persecution from muggles. And that's why his irrational hatred started. Because if he was if he was friends with all those other people who everyone admires for being wonderful, then he could have been couldn't have been that bad. Because I always wondered if Hufflepuff wasn't you know half half blood. For some reason, I always thought that. I don't. I just thought maybe that would help spurned on her love or her desire to make sure that everybody. Here's something yeah. that Professor Binns said. I, I, this must have been what in Chamber of Secrets, I think, when people were asking about Salazar Slytherin. Um, he believed that magical learning should be kept within all magical families. He disliked taking students of Muggle parentage, believing them to be untrustworthy. I don't know that we've ever really seen, like, he hated Muggles or, you know, he hated Muggle-borns, although he did leave the Basilisk, which, you know, it's kind of... Yeah, iffy. just a bit. But, you know, we, who knows exactly how... I'll leave how, this giant snake for you as a symbol who, who, of my love. Who, who knows how he intended that to be used, right? Oh, uh, well, I don't think that, you know, it's going to consider him as, like, a pet, What you know? else is it going to be in there for... You know, oh, look, it's pet. Yeah. Why don't you take it for a walk? That's my gift to you, my great-great-grandson. Why don't you go let people die? Was there some fear of, of, you know, like a muggle invasion of Hogwarts? I don't know. Maybe that had something to do with the the time. I mean, what is it? 900, 1,000 AD? I mean, what what year are we talking about? Do we yeah, know? about 1,000. A little before the movie. So what's going on in that time period, you know, like historically? I'm not really sure. Middle um, Ages. Yeah, yeah, dark ages, right? I mean, we were still very, very English. This was before 1066 and our invasion. So were schools really, I mean, was school, you know, I, I, I kind of wonder about the education. I mean, did they feel that they had to educate in private? Was it still kind of a thing that, you know? Well, obviously only the rich would be educated. Yeah. Um, and the rich were, I haven't studied this era, but probably something, you know, 5 to 10% of the population. Very small amount of people. Only boys, probably. Um, and and basically, like if you could get a tutor, if you could get yeah, a tutor. I was going to say. But don't you think such. it's interesting, though, if you said that about only boys, yet two of the founders were women. And it was a school. It was like a community organization. Very modern. So speaking of their school, why do you guys think that the other three founders, after their rift with, with Salazar Slytherin, after he left, why did Slytherin House remain? Because those people belonged to that 
the people who went sorted into Slytherin belong to that, and you can't like chuck them out or make them go into houses that don't suit them just mm. because of one man's action. Right, and also because ultimately Salazar Slytherin still knew that this is the best magical education place in England, and if I want these people to grow up to be the Lucius Malfoys, <laughs> you know, the next yeah. generation that can you know hold positions of power, they have to be well educated and so sure. ultimately they have to stay here but he left point. he left hogwarts i mean it was kind of up to the other three right unless there was some yeah. binding magic possible yeah the to sorting look after hat. everybody i mean if they all put their thoughts into the sorting hat and they were still using the sorting hat to to put people in the houses it's still going to be <laughs> sorting people into slytherin right i just i kind of wonder if there wasn't like you know we were talking about before when they why he left if if there wasn't like some romance between him and and rawina or uh -huh. him and helga or there was some sort of jealousy going on <laughs> maybe i've read too many fan fictions about it but i don't know <laughs> well you said helga was uh was a <laughs> muggle-born so i'm kind of doubting he's gonna baby. like her <laughs> As the Come Hogwarts on, Laura, turns. you got to admit, there, you gotta, don't you have any romance in Slytherin House at all? Yeah, Draco Panty, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there's a real lovely couple. Charming. They are. You think they were you like know. prom queens in their days, were they? You know, I don't know. They were cool. <laughs> I don't know. I just so, I'm so fascinated by that. I really hope that Joe gives us some sort of further background or some sort of, um, some sort of, I, I think that'll be some, we'll hear more about, obviously, because of the Horcruxes, you know, the other two houses, but. I don't know. I just hope that yeah. she writes more about whether in the book or in the encyclopedia. Yeah, I think that's something to look forward to. And on that note, I will say goodbye. I'm Laurie Damarell, otherwise known as Asphodel Wormwood. I'm Nick Ryan, otherwise known as Nick TLC. Um, and I'm Sue TLC, otherwise known as Helga Hufflepuff. Rocks. <laughs> Helga Puff rocks. And this is Jason, the guru of sloth, uh, saying goodbye and thanks for listening. If you want to discuss the four founders in more detail, there's a thread which I've just resurrected, for better or for worse, in the History of Magic forum in Flourish and Blots. And there's also a lot of threads in Flourish and Blots that touch on the topic at least tangentially, so uh, check that out. And there's also a really interesting essay on Scribulus, which is Leaky Cauldron's new essay project by Prongs Patronus, called The Four Pillars of Hogwarts, I believe. And it's a look into the four founders. And there's also an area in the lounge where you can discuss that and other essays. So check that out. Time to put on our Extendable Ears. Listen in on Potter Talk from the people making the magic. Welcome to the Extendable Ears portion of Pottercast 30. If you're a fan of Pottercast, you know that Extendable Ears is the portion of the show where we share with you an interview with somebody who was involved in the production of the Harry Potter books and films. And also, we've been presenting an interview with Stuart Craig, production designer of the Harry Potter film, since the very beginning of, of Pottercast. We've been breaking it up over all these episodes. This is probably the last that you're going to hear of this specific interview. Now, the production designer, as, as we've said before, oversees every last detail of these films, and Stuart Craig's work specifically has earned him a BAFTA award and an Academy Award nomination. So we hope you enjoy it. Uh, this beginning part, you will hear Stuart Craig talking about the grandeur of Movie 4 and how that is different from the, uh, from the other films. Enjoy. It's, it's, it's big in scope. Uh, it's um, not in the way that Lord of the Rings is, um, which is truly ecliptic, but... Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll get that. Maybe we get to that in book seven. Who knows? Now, in this portion of the interview, we'll hear about the differences between the director's different visions for the movies and how that might reflect itself on the DVDs. Enjoy. What we have, uh, I, I think, also for 
those who care to kind of recap, maybe on their DVD players, will, will see that there are certain, uh, you know, certain certain things change from one movie to another. I mean, this is partly uh, due to expedience, but uh, but also, uh, you know, each each director has different priorities. Each film is a film in its own right. And so if things change a little bit, then I think that's fine. You know, we uh, it's a magic place after all. And uh, um, that, uh, you know, Hagrid's Hut, for example, grew a little extension between Harry Potter 2 and Harry Potter 3, was moved slightly to a, a rather more glamorous uh, location. But, uh, you know, whether that's evident or not, I don't know. But uh, it's uh, it certainly improved 3. Well, there's a, there's a, you know, the stories are often quite um, interior-based. Um, okay. You know, the, the, uh, we're dealing with classrooms and dormitories and, uh, and the Great Hall and various corridors and so on. It's, uh, that's the way the books are, and, and that's the way the, the movie is. Obviously, we try always to kind of ring the changes and to, uh, to be impressive, certainly. As the technology advances, and certainly... You know, uh, uh, where I started from, um, you know, it's a, it's a huge leap and a learning process. I'm, uh, I wasn't, I didn't grow up with all that stuff, you know, so I'm having to learn fast. And um, it's the Harry Potter films that, uh, for me, that, um, you know, have in- introduced uh, a lot of this new technology. And here we have some discussion on the very interesting phenomenon going on with the Harry Potter films in which all the main actors are staying through for most of and possibly all of the films. As somebody who's been with the film since the very beginning, Mr. Craig is very qualified to speak on this subject. You know, it is. It's absolutely unique. It'll be, it may well be a kind of interesting social, uh, you know, sort of social document in, in years to come. I know there have been one or two television uh, um, documentaries based on that kind of principle, haven't they? You You go and film a family uh, for a period and then you come back seven years later and, uh, um, and and those things quite rightly have been regarded as very interesting and deserving of great attention and uh, here, here you get one uh, which um, yeah, you know in a feature film, uh, a fictional work is, uh, is completely unique from, you know, Harry Potter 1 they were 11 um, it, when eventually they get to Harry Potter's um, seven they will be 18 you know the the change between 11 and 18 is greater than uh, any period in your life it seems to me you know monumental changes uh, the mail's here mail time oh great thanks mail time <laughs> welcome well, to the like mailbags the broadway <laughs> version of a mail time song a la sue a la sue Birthday Sue, singing this song. Sue. Write me a letter and I'll sing to you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Never mind. Just making stuff up, Sue? She's yeah. improv, Sue, too. Improv time for the mail time for you. Wow, you have been partying for your birthday a little uh, early today. Uh, <laughs> hey, mimosas in the morning are fine. <laughs> Just don't accept any butterbeer from Draco. You could end up in a hospital bed. No. Ooh, no. But for his dad, I will. <laughs> okay. Whoa. We're getting into too okay. terrible territory here. Let's go to our. Okay, guys, our first voicemail. Um, I think it's important we answer. Um, and we got a couple of voicemails on this, but here's what this first voicemail says something's been going on that we haven't known about. So here you go. Okay. 
Hi, you guys. Um, I'm a listener of both yours and the Harmony Podcast, and I was overlooking at the reviews of the Harmony Podcast page, and I see a lot of negative ones, and a couple say, like, I only come here because John Noe joked about it, and so I came over here to make fun of it for him, and I'm sure you didn't say that, John, you rock, but I was just wondering what your opinion on something like that was, and if you ever listened to the Harmony podcast yourselves and what you think of it because I can guarantee that nothing negative is ever said about you guys if anything you're kind of built up a little bit as a really good Harry Potter in general podcast so I was just wondering what your opinion on something like that was all right goodbye oh not cool not cool no that's not cool I I think I've only listened to the show I mean and not not you know purposely not listened to it but only the one time when I was in New York for the week of the premiere, when we were sitting around on the laptop doing right. podcast stuff, and we saw that the Harmony podcast existed all of a sudden, we listened That's to it right. for a few minutes while we were doing something else. But no, well, I've, I've listened. I've listened to whole show. I think I've listened to that show and then one other show after, and and it's good. I like it. I think they're doing. You know, it's it's a niche. It's an audience that that warrants a podcast if there are enough people to listen to it. And I've never seen anything bad. about about it, I don't think. I don't know why somebody would take us mentioning something and, and use that as license to be mean to somebody else. No, absolutely not. Actually, you know what? It even has um, an, another fan of the show in Emerson Sparks. Emerson, come here. Tell us, tell us what you think of the Harmony oh, this is podcast. Be trouble. This is how much you like trouble. it? Oh my! Just God. tell them how much you <laughs> like the show that you never listened to. Oh, it's I can't miss an episode. Isn't it? Isn't it good? What do you? Isn't the isn't the host super super uh, informed and very sweet? Yeah, like all the cliffhangers and stuff. Just keep me. Just my seat for the next episode. Emerson. It's, it's a good. Where do you listen to the show? Oh, um. Uh, Don't say it. In your car. That's a good place to listen to podcasts. Yeah. Does he know that the people who will hear this are the exact people who? Or some some of it, some address of the these people who, who may not be too fond of you, Emerson. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think? Uh, what would you like to say to these people who may not be your number one fans? Well, your show is uh, mediocre at best. Oh, listen! <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. See, but this is this is a good this is a good object lesson. This is how serious you should ever take Emerson. This yeah. is this is so Emerson's here with a half a hot dog in his lie. mouth. I'm not gonna lie, I dislike it slightly. <laughs> There's an attractive spot. <laughs> well, we on the other <laughs> hand. <laughs> Quite enjoy the Harmony podcast. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna even as a, as a, a show of good faith and a reason that people shouldn't shouldn't be mean to them. We're gonna link to it in our show notes. <laughs> okay, what did he just say? He he actually just made the connection that Harmony meant Harry and Hermione. Just a second ago, <laughs> <laughs> just after he all those comments, he realized what he was talking Emerson about. Emerson Sparks, genius. Oh boy! Listen, guys, we're gonna link to you. Don't be mean to Harmony just because. John Noe makes a joke. If if I was mean to everybody that John Noe ever made a joke about, yeah, kidding. Okay, so we've spoken to the people who don't like Emerson. Now yes. the people who apparently hate me because of stuff that I've never done with Emerson. I'm gonna transfer all that right now oh. to somebody yeah. else. <laughs> Aaron, who's at the Noe household. Hey, Aaron. Come here. We have to ask, we have to ask you what you think of this of this uh, Harmony podcast. <laughs> She's looking at me like, oh my god, don't ask me that. It's a podcast all about Harry and Hermione. What do you think of Harry and Hermione as a couple? I wanted them to get together in the beginning, too. 
You done? Yep, I did it. I like Ron's red hair, though, so it's okay. Oh. I can let it slide. You're a Ron fan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the hair reminded you He's so awkward. It's so cute. Yeah, Aaron loves awkward boys. Go figure. No, Harry and Hermione Shippers didn't die out after no, the last book. They're not they going to st- die out. Emerson, give it up. It's a dream. Aaron, Aaron just slapped Emerson for that. Cool. I like her. Okay, this is sounding way too much like a muggle cast. Let's move on. Anyway, um, next question. Hi, Pottercast. This is Julie from Montana, otherwise known as Amina, on the lounge. I have a question about Crumb. We've seen all the Triwizard Champions before in, of course, Goblet of Fire, and we've recently seen Floor in Half-Blood Prince, and unfortunately, Cedric is dead. Boo-hoo. But do you think we'll see Crumb again? What do you think he's doing? What do you think his role is going to be in the next book? I'd love to hear what y'all think. Thanks. Bye. Do you think he'll turn up and help fight? Well, Joe, Joe did say that we are going to see him again, and there's just one book left. Oh. Maybe he'll come back and he'll be the catalyst to uh, get Ron to finally make the move with Hermione. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe he'll show up and Ron will lose. Yeah, (laughs) Ron will go nuts. Jealousy. Yeah. Do you ever wonder if there was anything more than platonic in the fr- in the in the letters that Hermione and Crumb wrote each other? I don't know. What do you think they've been talking about? Oh, I think I think maybe she was, you know, just kind of testing, testing the water, so to speak. Ooh, Sue, so we said the Ooh. same thing at the same time. It's magic, baby. There you go. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, what do you think is going to happen if if Crumb comes back for the next book? Ron's either going to get mad and, or, and make a move on Hermione, or um, or he's just or, or Crumb's just going to get it all. Crumb's going to get Hermione. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Dylan. I mean, Crumb is going to date Hermione then. That'd be interesting. Well, what, I don't know what Ron would think of that. What do you think, Anna? I think Crumb and Ron are going to get in a fight. I think they're going to get like a like a wizard fight with ones, or is Ron going to beat Crumb up? A little bit of both. Because <laughs> Ron's getting pretty tall. I think it's going to be a little bit of both. Um, Crumb's going to lose. Crumb's going to lose? Yeah, and he's going to go and fight on Voldemort's side. Oh, Crumb could be oh. fighting for the with no. the Death Eaters. No, I'm I don't not see with that. you, Anna. I can't. I can't go with you on that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would Crumb's be interesting. Crumb's a good boy. Yeah, yeah. this is but not I, this is not Imperial Crumb that we're talking about. This is yeah. non Milky Eyed Crumb. <laughs> I think we are going to end up in in Bulgaria. I mean, it's just a matter of apparition, right? Everybody, all three of them can apparate now. Even right. Doesn't have I've a heard license. so many theories about apparating from country to country. Like there's apparition customs they have to go through. Like they have it. to stop at the borders of the countries. I would believe it. To go but through don't, customs. Don't they apparate to London? Am I am I crazy? Yeah, London I, I don't from think where? And that's from go. Scotland. Is that, is that, that two different countries? No, I don't know. I don't know the whole geography thing. But I'm just, <laughs> what I'm saying is that it's it's a long way. And there's got to be. I don't. I don't. I think know. there's a limit to it, seriously, because Sirius, my boy Sirius, could have, you know, apparated to Barbados or wherever he went in my dreams when he That's left true. Azkaban, went down there. You know, I mean, if so he wanted he to, but he flew. He flew on Buckbeak, right? Well, maybe he well, just wanted Buckbeak's company, though. I, well, he, he had to fly on Buckbeak. on Buckbeak to get out of the apparition zone in Hogwarts, anyway. I wonder why he did fly on. But well, well, he had to fly on Buckbeak because he would have had to leave Buckbeak behind. Buckbeak can't right. apparate. Yeah. Right. So that's why he... Buckbeat's uh, apparition master, are you kidding me? It swings, it swings right. around and but, appears in a puff I mean, of white smoke. But, I mean, if there's no... If everybody can just apparate all the time, then why do you have brooms? I mean, you... Or why did they use flu powder? Some people like to fly. You know? I mean, but why have flu powder then? 
Blue powder yeah. are for people who aren't good at apparating or don't like to or aren't old enough. I wonder if you can, like, take groceries with you when you go apparate. You can only use food yeah, that's the other shopping, thing. So. You, you, you go with the clothes on your back, but is it anything yeah. you're touching? I don't, you know, that's seriously a good question. I don't because know. you can apparate with another person, like Harry apparated with Dumbledore. Yeah. yeah but they didn't have, like, a whole bunch of stuff with them, though. You didn't have any luggage or, you know. Yeah. I mean, I wanted, there's probably like a limit. Like, you probably can't, like, hold on to your couch and apparate and bring your whole couch with you. I wonder if there's a wizard moving van, moving company. <laughs> How did they do that? <laughs> okay, I don't know. That's my yeah, answer. I don't know. I, what I was don't know. this question? I think crumb, uh, it's, <laughs> Something about crumb? It's crumb going to show <laughs> oh. the set. Crumb's moving line. I, but I think to go to Eastern Europe, I mean, I don't know about if when you're getting to, to England, Scotland, Wales, across islands, the United Kingdom, I would guess. Is just you don't. It's just one being. You don't have to cross a border. You know, do a customs thing. I would think that um, Eastern Europe might pose a different problem. But seriously, how long is it going to take? It's not like you have to check in and wait two hours to board an apparition flight. You yeah. know. <laughs> but I just maybe there's zones of apparition. You know, like they have to have like portals to go. Yeah, like to, no fly zones. Yeah, maybe so. They have like barriers set up in the non-allied countries. Yeah, maybe because why? You know, I mean. <laughs> Otherwise, they could. Why did they travel by by carriage or by ship then, if they could just apparate, You know, yeah, oh, that's ma fine. magical well, boats. I think every instance of that we've seen has been when there has been a reason for not apparating. For instance, well, they use magic Bucky. carpets, though, don't they? Alibaba, there people at the World Cup that like to use magic carpets in the yeah. in the Middle East. Yeah. Yeah. There we are. There we are. We haven't said a single thing. Crumb is going to help. I think we're going to end up in Bulgaria, and I think Crumb is going to be instrumental in helping them Maybe figure be a out Horcrux a Horcrux. Yeah, I think there's a Horcrux over there somewhere. Yeah, well, or I was thinking, too, that maybe he's going to help play a part, because I think there's going to be a certain point that the, the wizarding community is going to join together, and that, that all supposed bad yeah. people are going to join against Voldemort and his rise. Mike, my biggest question and concern, though, is is Tolga's character going to turn to the dark side or the light side? <laughs> because <Tolga>? that's huge. <laughs> huge. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, he might listen to this. Don't don't rank on Tolga. I'm not ranking yeah. on him at all. His he was he was originally going to be Crumb. What? What? Don't you remember that? <laughs> did he say no. that in the interview we did? Yes, he was going to be Crumb, and then at the last second. They went with um, Igor or whatever his name is. Stan. Stan. And they loved Toga so much that they wrote him apart. Okay. God. I'm glad you remember. Rules. It's been a long couple of months, dude. I don't remember this yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's all good. Okay, let's go to next, oh, voice next voicemail. Hi, um, I'm calling from Detroit, Michigan. I have two questions. One, um, in Chamber of Secrets, Voldemort told Harry that Hagrid used to raise werewolf cubs under his bed, and I'm wondering if you guys think that that has anything to do with um, maybe the people who are with Fenrir Greenback right now. And then the other question I have is, do you think that Harry could trick Lord Voldemort into drinking a love potion, and maybe that would kill him? Bye. Love the show. Chamber of Secrets, werewolf cubs. You know, I remember Joe saying that Tom Riddle was just lying about Hagrid with the werewolf cubs. Yeah, that yeah. seemed kind of crazy. That'd be kind of funny, yeah. though, if Hagrid was kind of like his dad, though. <laughs> no. Remus is act, act like a Act like a father figure to Remus. Well, I mean, is there any such uh, thing as a werewolf cub? I don't think so. I don't think so, because they're... they're yeah, that doesn't it, make any sense. 
I don't think that they people. go around having babies. They, yeah. they just bite in humans. And... I don't know. Though imagine if you were a baby, like a two-year-old, and you turned into a werewolf. I guess you would be a small... Yeah, you wouldn't turn well... into like a full-size werewolf when you're like two years old. Well, that Fenrir Greyback killed that one child in, in Haplet Prince, so... Yeah. Oh, he, uh, is he, he a nasty to... piece of work or what? Isn't Ugh. he? He's just the most evil. All the things that she has created, that has to be the, the most disgusting. Did they say... Hmm? Did did Joe already debunk the idea that Wormtail was going to kill Lupin with his sliver yes. hand? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. So I thought that too as soon as I read that. Oh, <laughs> silver hand. Like, oh, that's going to kill the werewolf. Yeah, but that'd be too obvious though for Joe. I mean, that just yeah. seems too. She's way ahead of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As per usual. But no, but she said that that Ramus got bit when he was quite young. So. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. I don't, but I really don't think that there are werewolf cubs per se. Don't know. I don't know. Possibly, I don't. But it could, it could even even so, it couldn't be Remus. It was fifty years ago, and Remus is right, like it's forty or twenty-five yeah. or thirty, whatever they, whatever James and Lily were, because I'm, I'm unclear there. Yeah. Okay, the well, second one. Do we think that Harry could trick Lord Voldemort into drinking a love potion, and maybe that would kill him? I think that's interesting because lo- the love potions are another one of those things. Like these switching spells that we hear about but aren't ever really incorporated. Except, I guess they used it a little bit in book six. One, one, baby. One, yeah. one. My one, one. I don't think a love potion would kill him. A love potion might actually, I think it might strengthen him. No. Because it's forcing him to feel emotions that he doesn't have. Right. Yeah, but well, doesn't think, he find yeah. pain in that? Well, if the potion is forcing him to feel love, it's then like he has a the ability crucial. all of a sudden. Like then a he has the ability charm. for it. Yeah. Well, I but I think that his soul is so split that even a little bit of love yeah. would not be able to affect him positively. I mean, in mm-hmm. the sense that to, to give him to make him realize. But it's not. It wouldn't be giving him love. It would be forcing be... him to feel love for something. The same yeah. way that Ron looked at Ramil Devane. But then again, that's not that's not real love. That's a false. That's like that's like makeup. It's not. Right. It's not that's lust. Not even. No, no, not even. Not us. even. Ron just was it was an infatuation. It's not, uh-huh. it's not love. I think if you can create a love potion that actually creates true love, then mm-hmm. that might hurt Voldemort. But then again, I don't think it's possible to create that but, potion. Do you think though that it could possibly, if you give him love, do you think it would make him realize that he could feel something for someone, and then suddenly he would be able to realize what it is to to lose to understand? I think if of- you gave him his soul back, yeah, if you made his soul whole again. Maybe when Harry kills all the Horcruxes, he will have. Well, no, you can't. No, you can't because once the Horcruxes are destroyed, his piece of that soul is gone forever. Gone. Right. Voldemort. If you could find a way to repair Voldemort's soul, maybe that would force him to relive, you know, the things he's done. Do you think that would that would help actually not kill him, but at the end make him make put the end to it? That if it, instead of killing the Horcruxes or destroying them, that he gave infused love or something into these things that had. I really want to know what what Dumbledore was trying to do to 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 Voldemort when he was wrapping him in water. No, in the in the Ministry when he was shooting a silver spell at him. Oh. Yeah, yeah that's that mystery mystery green thing. We don't know what it is. So we haven't heard much about silver spells since then, have we? No, and Joe said there's a slight possibility we'll find out what that is, which makes me think that maybe it wasn't all that important what he no. was trying to do. But yeah, that's a big thing to leave open like that. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that keeps uh, Steve up at night over at the Lexicon. Yes, it yeah. absolutely is. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Pottercast. 
I just, I had a thought last night, and I couldn't wait to call and see if I could get you guys' opinion on it. Um, when Lily died, her giving her life to protect Harry, that ultimate sacrifice, that ultimate gesture, gave him the ultimate protection for a real long time. And I was just wondering if it's possible that the fact that Ron and Hermione are determined to go with Harry on the whole um, Horcrux's journey with knowing all the dangers to their own life. So I was just wondering if um, going on that big journey with him, knowing that it's completely possible that him or both of them could die, could be considered a big sacrifice that could offer Harry some kind of protection, even if it isn't them dying right away. Um, I just had that thought last night and wanted to know what you guys thought about it. So sorry, I'm completely inarticulate, and I hope you're really well. Bye. Um, I, I don't think so. I think there's something about a maternal, like a, a parental love that's probably stronger or yeah. has more magical weight to it than – he said it was old magic, and Voldemort is now cognizant of that magic. So uh, if he's aware of it, that he had forgotten about it, so now that he's aware of it, I, I just don't think Yeah, it and I think it, it has to be a family member because wasn't the condition that he'd have this protection as long as he was with – Right, family. Well, so. I have to wonder: Does that protection only work because of the sacrifice? Because of because the sacrifice remains in Harry's blood. See, again, blood blood is a bigger issue than I think we're even considering with mm. these books. So the protection that Lily gave lingers in Harry's blood, and only because is is it Lily's sister. For instance, anybody staying with a family member wouldn't be protected against their arch enemy. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like, I don't know. I'm getting off topic, but it just, it just seems to me as, as though that blood will tie in later to whatever that gleam of triumph was about. Yeah. But as yeah. for Ron and Hermione, I mean, I think, I think it, Joe was very specific about this in the, in the interview. She said that, um, she said, <laughs> I was there. What did she say? She said it was a very direct... Nobody has ever done it the way Lily has done because it was a very direct... She knew she would be dying to save her son, and yet she stood in front of it, in front of the curse anyway, and that's what created the protection. So Ron or Hermione would have to be dying specifically to save Harry than standing in front of the curse. You'd have to think that Voldemort would be ready for that again. Yeah, you would think he would. I mean, it just seems to me he would. Then again, he's sort of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he's. But you know, he's insane, so he doesn't normally think normally. So. Yeah, what do you think, know. John? I think I don't know. I think we could devote a whole segment to these little conundrums here. We should. One per week issue. One with unanswerable the book about... question per week. <laughs> no one one issue one issue we have with the book like these like the like the protection issue. Not so much even a theory. It's just a. Uh, Contemplation. Well, the Lexicon Steve was going to do a segment for us. That would be awesome. Like a five-minute Steve's Corner kind of thing. Wow, that'd be awesome. Ooh, Every week like he talks about something. So, Steve, he, but, he's, but he hasn't done it yet. So, people listening can write him emails. Uh, we yes, can, I'll just call Steve at Get him to do this segment because I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. everybody loves Steve. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. He's like Raymond. Okay, since we haven't answered the questions, yeah. we've done our jobs. Yeah. Yeah, I think, so. I think it's time to cue Mr. Blue's Clues guy. Does the hot, does the hot uh, in Miami crew over there have anything to say? Uh, the half of the crew is now sunbathing and half still eating hot dogs. So, 
Cool. I think they're out of commission. Exciting times at the Noe household. Yeah. It's good stuff. Okay, let's do the end. Okay. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Hello, hello. It's the end. Oh, it's the end. Hey, John. Hey, everybody. John. That was that was such a good show. Do it, say it. That was probably, I don't know, I'm still on the fence, but that might be the best Pottercast 30 we've ever done wow. this, this month. Wow. You think? Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, I'm fairly confident. <laughs> Hopefully you oh. all disagree, or agree, or agree that, never mind. Yeah. Well, this was certainly... I'm still hungry. I haven't gotten my hot dog yet. Oh, sorry, John. We're keeping you from the animal... You're keeping me from my pies. barbecue yeah. that's not probably as hot anymore. Keeping you from pig eyelashes and stuff. Yeah. What? Hot dogs. That's, that's what they are. mystery meat, man. Oh, delicious. So you. disgusting. No. You buy the all-beef ones. Oh, whatever. Opposed to the non-beef no, ones. Yeah, Anna. Opposed to the ones that are pig feet. <laughs> still disgusting. Some people in the world... I think pig feet are delicacies. Those people are what we call crazy. Probably some of our loyal listeners. Well, well loyal you know, listeners, if you think pig feet are delicacies, I'm sorry, but I think you're nuts. Oh, snaps, <laughs> oh, we've lost three listeners. I know. It's a price to pay. You're mean. <laughs> I don't care. Just pig cutting feet, the people. listeners off left and right. Pig feet, do you know where those pig feet have been? Do you know how pigs live? They live in... In, in the mud, man. In some worse than mud. Yeah. In their own mud. All right. Okay. Can I take a time out for me? I don't even want to think about all that. <laughs> yeah. So, Sue, how are you spending your birthday? Besides yeah, Sue, how are you podcast? spending your sober hours and your birthday? Uh, well, Those are sober gone. hours are great. I've been talking to the... <laughs> Those are gone. What's sober hours? <laughs> what are you, man? I've got to get going. Um, it, It's been great. It was just, Melissa, thank you for my post. Oh, God. Oh, it was awesome. But I tell you what, I'm, I'm having a great day. And I got... <laughs> I want to tell this everyone. I got flowers from Cedric Diggory, everyone. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's the best I did. Robert Pattinson <laughs> is a class act. Yeah, he is. I don't know. The person that sent them said, I heard you no. Know, <laughs> I called Melissa up. <laughs> he, and, he and Jason Isaacs drew straws as to see who would, who would be the one who would uh. send you flowers. <laughs> Robert won because he's so good looking. I don't know yes. who has the more square jaw, Melissa. That would be Mr. Pattinson. Oh, he of the working jaw. Oh man, if Mr. Isaacs though was wrapped up, that would be like the ideal present. Okay, yeah, Sue but- called me. She goes, "I know it was you." I said, "I swear, I swear it wasn't me." <laughs> do we know who it was yet? Um, I I believe I do, but um, okay. it's it's very funny. I think you guys should fun. have the uh, R J R cast. Yeah. Oh, let's do it instead of the R E D cast. The, the Jason? Ro- Robert Jason Robert Ray. Jason Ray. <laughs> That's awesome. That'd be great. Oh my gosh. It'll be two thirds Sue, one third Melissa, and we'll just, 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 just. This is their goal. Let's well, do it. Let's do I it. I could Come write on. a thesis on Robert Pattinson's jaw. There we go. I can do it. But I won't because that's a little bit crazy. Okay, dude, we gotta start wrapping this up. <laughs> Let's say goodbye to all the listeners in Pottercast Land. Bye. Alright, bye everybody in Pottercast Land. Bye, guys. Land. Have fun with those schmoes. Yeah, have a good week, man. Have an awesome week. Have a spectacular Sue's birthday week. Have the best Sue's birthday week you've had yet.
I yes. will. Thank you guys for very much and everybody out there who's been so very nice to me to this day and posted wishes. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot. Thank you. So, John, you have a good time down there, party with all those guys. Oh, absolutely. Do some snorkeling for me, man. I wish I could be on the beach. Oh, fun stuff. My favorite place to be. Mm. Yeah. Well, cool. we'll make up for it in Vegas. Yep. Okay, but just so you know, quickly, I have to say thank you to the squeeters and everyone that emailed and wrote. And made yeah, we broke your so site. Awesome. We broke your fan I site. I know. You did. It's gone. That's awesome. Okay, guys. Right. It's been a great week. Time to go. Oh, and about time to. Have a good one, everyone. Thanks for listening. We've missed it. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs>
It takes about a minute, but then you realize that, woo, people can be crazy. Exactly. You know? But so, so tell us what you've managed to, what secrets you've managed to wrest from our boy over there so far. Oh, no. What do I have I heard from Emerson? Yeah, give us some dirt. Emerson claims he has no secrets, but that's a lie. Yeah. Liar. I'm trying to think <laughs> of some good ones. Oh, gosh. This is the first time we've ever spoken, Aaron. What? I know. I know. I just got into all this after last podcast. I don't know. I feel overwhelmed. (laughs) Sorry. I thought thought we might cut that bit out, but I just knew that the temptation to make fun of Emerson was was too great. No, it was funny. It was funny. My little sister heard it, and she called me, Aaron, oh, my God, you have a boyfriend. You didn't even tell me. (laughs) Oh, no. I was like, what? (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) No, it's fine. She got over it. She understands. Oh, gosh. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, hi, Erin's sister. I didn't know that you listened Maddie. to the podcast. Maddie. Hi, Maddie. Yeah. Aw, she'll be so excited. Someone heard her name. Oh, yeah. cool. Are we going to see you in Vegas? Um, I have no idea. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. Up in the air. Okay. We'll see what I have planned for this summer. Okay. I don't like feel like seeing Emerson more than I need to. I'm, I'm with you. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think tell him we said... Oh yeah, I Harry Potter. <laughs> I read all the books before I even met Emerson. Did you? No, were I'm you a kidding. fan of Emerson's before you met Emerson? No, I didn't really know who he was until like everyone started making this big deal, and he was in the Notre Dame newspaper with that scary, scary picture. The creepy one with just the eyes. Yes, that was the one that I saw. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I think the first time I met him, I told him I was really creeped out. <laughs> so I could pick up line. <laughs> You're really for creepy. Him, <laughs> for him, I imagine it might be. What? For him, I imagine it might be actually an attractive line. Yeah, it works. It's not as good as the McBeautiful line, though. That's McBeautiful? If there's a sandwich named after you at McDonald's, it'd be McBeautiful. That's my pickup line. It works like a charm. Tell me he didn't say it. <laughs> he loves it. He stole it. Sue, can you... Sue? Are you, <laughs> yeah. like, here? Are you dead? I, I, I have no words. I don't know, man. <laughs> after the McDonald's line, I'm kind of lost. <laughs> it's the most amazing pickup line ever. Basically. It would work on me any day. Uh, beautiful? Cool. Did it? Did it work on you? Well, it was mine, so Emerson just tried to use it on me a second ago and failed. So Dylan's trying really attention. Dylan's trying to say that you're not dating, yet you guys are on a trip together. What's that we about? We are not dating. We are uh, spring breaking together. Uh-huh. As friends with everybody, mm. the gang, Sarah mm. included, who's don't do catching this. the I, sun now. I'm jealous. I just moved the girls off my back onto yours. Don't don't bring them back. Don't make yeah. him think that, 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 he's, that he's on the market. Just go with me on this, Aaron. Okay. Save my mean phone calls. Okay, dude, we got to start wrapping this up. Wrap it up. Yes. Wrap it up for us, Aaron. What? Say goodbye to everybody. All right, bye, yeah. everybody. It was nice talking to you. Yay. <laughs> <laughs>